What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Souls speaking with you now. Family, I got another pioneer from uh, North Kakalak. Somebody who not only is, uh, you know, uh, innovating in the uh, genre of manga, but he's also innovating in terms of uh, taking the classic uh, character of a werewolf and, and, and turning it on its head. Uh, he's in the middle of a Kickstarter trying to raise the grand uh, to bring this uh, this manga book to life. And uh, the last time I checked, man, wasn't you like halfway there? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 494 right now. Isn't that beautiful? You, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Matthew Jones. How you doing, sir? pretty good thank, thank you for having me good man good so we're talking about void beast and uh and when i say you turn the the the, the werewolf character, first of all i gotta tell you man that was an incredible mashup of, of of characters and ideas you got uh zombies right you know the end of the world kind of vibration that's the way i i read it from the draft you know from the pages that you sent me you know yeah yeah not too many humans you know what I mean? Uh, mostly zombies, you know, uh, kind of like America right now. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, make zombies great again. You, you feel me? And uh, <laughs> and so all we got left is this small group of werewolf shapeshifters. I mean, talk about that. Tell us, give us the, the, the elevator pitch of Void Beast. Okay. Well, um, the thing about, the thing, my first thing is that I've always liked uh, werewolves. They were my favorite horror movie monsters all the time the thing about it is that the werewolf is either uh mindless running around crazy or he's um the vampire slave or the vampires just do him dirty so i was like okay i'm gonna make a story with uh werewolves no vampires so no so vampires. You, didn't, you didn't like underworld that's that's what i'm that's what i'm no, hearing I, this is the critique on no, I, I like, Underworld, I like <laughs> the series, movie, the trilogy. That's what you. That's what you tell them. No, no, I liked Underworld. I just, I just, I just felt for the werewolves. I was like, oh man, <laughs> why? I mean, why? that's a good so, point. Who so stands up for the werewolves? You know, what I mean, nobody. Exactly. Who is advocating? You, you understand for the werewolf community? And, and so, enter Matthew Jones. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> so I figured I'd go ahead and do that. And. The thing about Boy Beast is that I wanted to make one where there was there was always like this end of the world thing, and I felt like that after a while people would get used to zombies. Yeah. Like you would learn how to navigate them, you wouldn't it wouldn't be too many problems. So that's kind of where I went with that. It was like the zombies are there, and for for what's going on with TJ, our main character, they don't really affect the werewolves much. So they don't they don't bother them. They know that they would. The zombies know that if you attack a werewolf, it's not gonna it's gonna it's not gonna go too well for you being a zombie. So I went with that, and I wanted to and I wanted to tell a story of a werewolf that could think that 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 made conscious decisions and that had a family and that sort of thing. So that's why I was coming with with um with Roy Beast. Now uh, I've I've had the pleasure of speaking with uh Danny Quick down there in the, in North Carolina. Uh, he has a, a wonderful comic property, um, the Vegas Ninja, uh, um, you know, that, that we were talking about earlier uh, in one of my early mm -hmm. episodes. And um, 
you know, I talked to a cosplayer sister down there. She gave us some insights. Um, what's going on with North Carolina, man? I mean, you know, all y'all had was Duke University, the Duke Blue Devils. Y'all had, uh, you know, uh, pulled pork uh, barbecue, hush puppies, and coleslaw. <laughs> I mean, how'd y'all get into comics and why manga? That's really what I want to ask you. Why the manga style? What's what's wrong with the traditional American style, or is there a preference? I mean, how did that happen? Um, it's more of a preference. It was a thing where uh, um, I think because I, I grew up, I originally grew up in uh, California. I grew up out there and stuff. And growing up, I would I had friends that would always watch manga and stuff, and we were watching the old '80s manga, Robotech. Um, um, Fist of the North Star, wow. stuff like that. Now I just and, gotta correct you technically, brother, because it, it is there is a bit of a nerve vibration over here. That would be anime, okay? Anime, and yeah. the, 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 the you know the books is manga. But continue, please. Yeah, I'm, 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 and I was, I was about to get, I was about to get to that too. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, but uh, the anime and the manga were the things that I was, I was growing up on. And then my favorite manga is, is uh. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So, hmm. when when I um I when I went over and started going over some other stuff again, I was like, yeah, I got that and Berserk. Uh, okay. so those are the two that I can go back and read and go over again. And then so watching Berserks and then watching uh Tenchi, the Tenchi Mile series, uh, Eight Man After, all of that stuff, and it was just a thing that really stuck out with me. And mm -hmm. so I went that route because as far as like black people in in manga they usually looked crazy yeah they, they were they either had the big red bubblegum lips yep um they talked crazy mm -hmm. or or something like that and or they just didn't fit black people much and that's kind of why i gravitated towards jojo's because um rocky had this thing where he would have black characters and they weren't crazy acting whether mm -hmm. it was um uh uh smoky brown that was with the second with, with Joseph or uh, Muhammad Abdul that was with um, Jotaro Nim, he didn't have black characters looking and acting crazy. So that's what kind of stood out to me for, for his series. In, in, okay, uh, now, now before, others. that's heavy, and I got to look up them series, but I think the more critical question here is, is Piccolo black? I need your opinion, man. I need you to think about it and to give you my honest, your honest opinion. Is Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z black? Growing up, growing up, I felt like he was, but I don't. But now that I'm older, I'm like, uh, I don't think Piccolo was black. Like I, I feel like I, it's, it's still a, it's still a little bit, it's still because because they had black characters in Dragon Ball. They okay. had specifically black characters, and they looked crazy too. Yeah, and exactly. not just Mr. Pobo. There were other people in regular Dragon Ball, and they just looked crazy. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't give that whole black thing to Piccolo. Even though he's one of my favorites, I just can't give him the full black thing. When I was younger, I probably would have said yes, but now I'm going to say no. <laughs> so we we basically kind of drafted him, you know what I mean, it, into into yeah, the black vibration. <laughs> okay, I'm with you, man. They just we did the same there thing to Bruce Lee, you know what I mean? He could walk in any neighborhood in America, and he would get that. So <laughs> so you want to redeem the, the 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 image of uh, you know black characters in manga? I got that. You always loved uh, werewolves. What was it about werewolves that you enjoyed? Was it the the animal part? Was it the transforming part? I mean, what was it about werewolves? It was it was the animal part, the transforming, and then it was just 
I, what I felt like was the power that came with werewolves. And it, and when I got older, I noticed that I felt like I liked, I liked the Hulk because he's one of my favorite like American type superheroes. The okay. Hulk is my favorite. And then I thought about it. I was like, he's kind of, that's kind of the same thing with the werewolf. Yeah. Um, not, yeah. not, not, not as extreme, but as the Hulk, but it's still kind of like that. So it was, it was a combination of everything, the power, the wolves. And I like wolves. Wolves are some of my favorite land animals and the orca is my favorite animal all over. So, so the wolf and the orca are my two favorite animals. So that's where it came from. All right. So now, so we got the gist of it. Um, you know, and, and, and family, I want you to go to Kickstarter and I want you to, uh, to look up void beast. Right. And you'll see the little link there right now. Uh, Matthew's only asking for a grand. Um, from what I can see, the book, is it, is the book already like halfway done? Is it already done? I mean, you sent me like a ton of pages. Yeah. We're, we're about 85% done. Okay. 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 Yeah. Now, I got some let more me know how much, like, do, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the, the, uh, well, let's, let's, we're talking about the, the, the Kickstarter piece. You only asked it for a grand, you're halfway there, and it's only been, mm-hmm. uh, how many days has it been? It's only been a couple days, right? Yeah, about five or six. Let me five tell you something, man. You know, I, I've, in this incarnation of the podcast, I've noticed that, uh, these black properties get funded quick. Well, first they, they, they hit their goals and they hit their goals early and sun up and some of them stretch. So I have every, yeah. every confidence that you're going to hit there. I mean, I, you know, I, I did my little pledge, man. Cause you know, I, I consider these, uh, pieces like parts of history kind of a thing. Cause, cause I don't know, man, Definitely. Marvel and DC going to screw some of y'all up. I mean, I'm not, I'm just keeping it honest. You know what I mean? Uh, some, of y'all, some of y'all gonna say, "Nah, I want to send this to. I want to get it to my kids, and you're gonna press on or whatever." Now, uh, in the little video that you have on the, the the podcast, I noticed you had two little help helpers behind you. Now, are your little ones yeah. into manga? Are they someplace else? What's going on? Yeah, they they're into my little girls. They're into manga. Well, all three of them: manga, uh, anime, comic books, all of that. So, though they they were they're they're some of my inspirations for my characters and stuff too so now, now who that. is your target demographic for this particular property is it you know kids like your like your little ones is it teenagers is it adults you know i mean everybody's gonna say everybody but you, you follow me like what's your target because you know there's some uh it gets a little dark in some places and i guess maybe in the story it's going to be some romance i mean who's your who's your demographic I would say I would say uh, like thirteen to eighteen, twenty, something like that. Okay. Everybody is like I said before. Every like you said, everybody. But um, I've and the reason why I say that is because a lot of the little kids in my neighborhood they know about what I do because of my daughter. Okay. And the little boys when they when they see me at school, they talk to me about it. They ask me about it. Um, at the, at the cons that I've been to a lot of younger black boys and stuff come up to me also. Mm-hmm. And this is in Greenville, North Carolina, uh, Raleigh and stuff. And they stick with me and they, they talk to me about it. They, they email me about it. They hit me up on Instagram about it. And it, these are young dudes between the ages of like 13, 19 and stuff like that. That's beautiful. And they, and they stick with me. And so it, it's definitely for, for them and stuff. Okay. 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 Did so, so, you know, from the sense that I get, 
Uh, let me let me take it this way. I remember there was a, such a place called Borders Books. I know you don't believe me, but back in the day, there was a such thing as a bookstore, and it was called Borders yeah. Books. <laughs> and I remember me and my son, who was in a elementary school at the time, I remember him running in there because n- the Naruto had hit America and the shit was selling out like hotcakes. I mean, he, you know, he had yep. one, two, three, four, and he tried to get the next one because somebody going to snatch it. And, you know, the earlier issues kept selling out. I mean, mm-hmm. was there a time that you had that kind of excitement about manga? Well, yes. And my, like I said, mine was, mine was JoJo's. Okay. I was like, I, I would keep up with it. And I had, and I was more into the, the Shonen Jump magazines and stuff. And then when I didn't have money, <laughs> I would stay, I, my parents would go to Walmart and other stuff and other shopping centers. And like you said, there were bookstores. So I would just be like, yeah, I'm walking off. And I'd go to the bookstore, not stand in there and read the Shonen Jump magazine and stuff like that until I knew about 30 minutes later when my mom was done shopping. <laughs> so that's what I would have to do <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> until I really got some money for myself. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so um, so we got the werewolves uh, in there, and and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not telling you everything, but the werewolves have some special abilities. Is it all the werewolves, or is it just uh, uh I'm gonna mess up his name. Uh, TKO is it TKO? TKO Johnson yeah, is that TKO, the? But I, I just keep it. I just keep it at TJ for short. Okay, TJ, that helps. I can do TJ. So so TJ, uh, he has uh, his father was a werewolf. As I recall, mm-hmm. okay. So mm-hmm. he and when you know things, and so TJ is a werewolf, but TJ has some special ability that in all of the me and my son was talking about the howling uh, the other day. Father, you gotta check out this new thing called the howling. I said, is that the one with the girl with the square hips? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> so we talking about you know, all of these, you know, the, yeah. you know, the, which is the scariest. Okay, real quick, I'm I'm drifting everywhere, but this is my show. <laughs> Give me your top five scary movies. Top five. They can have werewolves in them. Mine, real quick. Mine is The Howling, because that was kind of scary until the girl started dancing around the fire naked. Then I was relaxed. So, so The Howling, Salem's Lot, The Exorcist scared the ish out of me. Even after yeah. I studied and learned history and everything, I still won't watch The Exorcist. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. The family, the family scary movie is Thirty Days and Nights. I don't know how many folks out there got a family scary movie, but Thirty Days and Nights mm. is the scariest shit ever. And then, lastly, I would say American Werewolf in London. That was kind of scary to me. Yeah. So, yeah. what's your what's your top five, oh, man? Okay, here's here's the bad thing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm try to do this, but I watch horror movies and I love horror movies. You but like they horror? Don't scare me. Oh my god! Yeah, I like they don't scare me. <laughs> they, they don't, so like my favorite, my favorite movie, like I, I could do my favorite. Like my favorite one is um, Night of the Living Dead, the old black and white. Oh black yeah, movie. with the breath at my, the end. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I okay, was like, okay. I was like, oh, that was cool. this is so true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, that 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 was my uh my favorite. The Exorcist, that one did scare me. Uh, but then I, I can look at it now and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. What was it? The Omen, the first. Oh, the first about the Omen. couple of them. Right. Yeah. The the Omen bothered me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but these these are when I was young, younger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, 
what is what is it? The other zombie movie, um, was it Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead is another one. Okay. And then what's the other one? Um, oh, and then the um, the Insidious series. Insidious. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. Is that new? Yeah, that was that was the one. I, hopefully, I'm not saying the wrong name because there were two. The Insidious is the one with the old white lady that can go into uh, the people's dreams or whatever and stuff like that and pull them out and they have the little creature monsters that's taking people when they sleep and all that type of stuff. Oh, snap. Now, I've never seen that one. I know about dreams. It's Freddy Krueger. Okay, wow. All right. Yeah, all so right, that right. whole series, I like I like those. I keep up with those. Mm-hmm. So, But like I said, none of these are really scary to me, except yeah. for the ones when I was younger. Now, do you watch scary movies with your kids or no? Yes, I do. Watch with my kids, my wife, all that. Are they scared? <laughs> my my daughter, yes. My my oldest says she's not scared, but she gets up and walks out after a while. <laughs> like I'm not scared. This is just get up and walk out. My youngest, she doesn't do it. But my son, you said when you, when you said thirty days of night, you talking about the one with the vampires? Yeah, stuff, right? man, the first joint. Yep, that See, little B movie, which I, is off the chain. The, um, my 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 son, we watched that, and my son laughed through it. I don't what? know what was up, but he yes. Yeah. She laughed through it. <laughs> See, that's the problem with kids, man. Something that would scare us, right? For example, the exorcist yeah. scared me so bad, right? When I showed it to my kids, mm-hmm. they laughed through the exorcist. It's like, how can you laugh when a girl is turning her head around? And, ah, but they laugh because, you know, it's a different generation. They've seen so much, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Yeah. Now, yep. now, now, with the Void Beast, I'm not seeing, at least the page I saw, scary as much as adventure you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's almost am i can i say he's an anti-hero or is he a hero or i mean tj when he turns into his, his werewolf form i mean he's battling other baddies you know what i mean you, you follow me mm-hmm. yeah i mean are you making uh, a werewolf a hero at this point is that what's happening tj is still learning where he's gonna go okay <laughs> That's what that's that, that I'm doing that on purpose. The TJ is still learning where he's where he's going to go with this with with everything and this and I still have a lot more to explain for him and some other stuff that you guys will see later on. But he's still learning these how how to use his powers, which direction he wants to go with, and then when he finds some other people that uh, that you'll see later on, he still has a decision to make then too about how he wants to go. So TJ. Is still learning. He's a smart young man. He reads all that type of stuff, but he still needs to figure out where he's going to go with this whole werewolf thing and how he's going to take and deal with the situations that's coming up towards him. Now, uh, another layer to this story, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed, is the fact that you're surrounding him with mentors. Um, tell me about uh, Wagner. Wagner is the uh, guide. Wagner is the one all the mentors they dealt with um, his father. Okay. They knew his father. They they knew what was going on. They fought with him and, and things of that nature. And Wagner is the one that was closest to TJ's father. And so he is the one that pops up first and comes looking for TJ after he finds out what happened with his father and everything. Wagner is very important. He's a he's a warlock type character. Okay. And so he he plays. He's going to play a big role in. TJ's decision making also. Now I gotta tell you, man, um, 
Uh, it was beautiful to see a dark skinned brother with, with salt and pepper locks in a manga. I was like, all right, okay, all right, all right, Matthew, I see what you're doing, brother. All right, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because so, you know, I've seen some stuff. It's no black characters or one black character isolated, you know, but he turns up and it's like, oh, Uncle Wagner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind yeah. of a thing, you know. Now, yeah. I also like the idea that you kind of made TJ's father legendary. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I got the full sense of him, but can you give us a little detail about the father? Yes. Um, TJ's father was, um, how do I put it? He was, he was a legendary type character in, in the war. This I'm going to unfold a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. uh, and he helped out everybody. He looked out for everybody and, and he, he wanted to make sure that everybody worked together and that, the situation that they were fighting for was was worthwhile for everyone, even though some of the other characters aren't too happy with him because of some things. And his father still helped them. His father was like the Professor X, I would say, okay. of, of the group. But he and, and but the problem with, with his father is that he didn't fully embrace his powers, and hmm. so it kind of it it, it kind of leaves a, a gap between him and TJ, and that's something that I'll be explaining. I'll be explaining later on also. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, brother, I want to respect your time, man. I won't keep you too long. Tell me about the team you put together. When I go to the uh when I go to the Kickstarter, man, uh I see uh Stephanie, is it uh Ku Kulish? Kulish? How you pronounce her name? Uh, Tell me about Stephanie. Stephanie is um awesome. She helped she helped me she helped me write because uh, I've been, I've been, I'm getting better at my craft and things of that nature, but I'm still a little all over the place. Mm -hmm. she, and she helped me get everything together. So I got, uh, I had to, and, and I noticed that off top, like I got everything written. I got the words written. I got everything written out. I'm like, man, this is a little, a little crazy. So I had to enlist her help and she helped me out with all of that and helped me get, uh, everything together. And she's, she's been working on lots of stories and then she's worked on a couple of other ones and we got some other stuff coming too. Yeah. Stephanie was, is a, was a big help. Uh, tell me about Francis. Francis, my God, Francis along with Stephanie is another big help. And the thing about Francis on the art side, I went through a lot when it came to turning this into a comic book. It was like either, either I couldn't, um, either it was going, it was either going to take too long or I had some opportunity that popped up and then it fell through I was working with an artist and then I didn't quite like what they were doing or I was working with an artist and then they had family issues and they had to leave or something. So I was like, okay, okay, look, the last artist, I was like, look, I like your work. I like what you were doing. Can you point me to somebody? Cause I can't keep doing this. I was like, I was like, I can't, I have to stop. I would just have to stop and not, and, and don't make this happen. And then I was like, okay, one more time. Look, can you help me find somebody? He was like, I think I know a guy. And then he sent me Francis. And I talked to Francis, let him know what was going on. He went over some stuff. He started kicking out pages. And I'm like, okay, if we can get to a certain amount of pages. Because I've seen, like, those first maybe 15 pages that you saw or mm -hmm, more, mm -hmm. I've seen those pages at least six times from different people. Wow. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus. So Francis came in and just started getting to work. And he made everything happen along with um, the other guy, uh, Andy. Andy came in and started doing the inks and 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 things like that and the and okay. the cut and the um the shading and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And those two, they really they were 
they were big help. So that whole team that I that I got right there mm-hmm. have has really helped and made this situation a lot easier for me and made things go a lot smoother. That's beautiful, man. Now, I'm always curious about team building. You said that the pages that you saw, you've seen at least six times. Go into that a little bit. Artists were flaking out on you. What happened? No, um, no. Uh, I was going to work with um, Cortland Ellis at first, and then, um, and I and I still go to him for a lot of stuff. But he was he was busy, and then I had to do some other things, so I had to switch. I had to switch off. So I was like, okay, I can't do that. And then when I came to other artists, I would uh, I would hire them because they were like, yeah, we do this type of style, or I have a style something like One Piece or something like that. I'm like, okay, that looks like whatever. Okay, fine, good. And I'm looking at the stuff that they're sending me. I'm like, okay, cool. But then when they send me my pages back and I'm paying for a certain amount of pages and they send me the pages back, I'm looking at it like, wait a minute, that don't look like what you said that looked like. Right. And so now I'm like, and, and then it's like, and, and in my mind, I'm one of those people where I'm not going to try to force an artist to do something that I want if that's not what they do. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a waste of my time. That's a waste of everybody's time. I'm right. not going to do that because that's not, if that's not what you do, it's just gonna, not going to come out right when I can just go find somebody that does what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went through that and I always paid them. It was like, okay, I paid you. This is, this is that. Um, and I'm a, it's not going to go the way I want to. I'm going to go a different route. And so that's what was happening. And then I was working with another artist and he had to move. He was from the Philippines also like uh, Francis. Mm-hmm. And he had to move his family over into uh, Canada and stuff. So he didn't have the time to do it. And so it was like, he was like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to have time to do it. And I understand that. And mm-hmm. I still keep in contact with him and everything. And then he was the one that pointed me to Francis. And so it, it made everything easier. But yeah, man, I, I went through a couple of people to where I just, it just wasn't fitting what I was looking for. It just mm-hmm. didn't have that same look and feel that I was getting. And then mm-hmm. I met two other ones that I'm that I still work with today. So yeah, definitely. And then like with um, Francis, it's a good thing we worked and then we played, we got other stuff happening, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. So team building was definitely important. And then, and then I, I wanted to keep working with those people once I felt like I got a good connection with them because mm-hmm. in this industry, you'll go through a bunch of people that, even if their stuff is amazingly good, you can't really work with them and there's no real connection no matter how good their art is or their storytelling or editing is. It's, it's a thing where you have to make sure you stick with those people that you can, as long as y'all have time to work with each other, stick with each other and work with each other and help each other out. Now, uh, so like, tell me your process in terms of looking for folk. I mean, are you going to Fiverr? Are you getting referrals from fellow writers? I mean, like, how did you oh, happen up on these folks? My, um, I went a couple of different routes. Um, when I first started out, it was like I knew about Fiverr, and then that wasn't the, that wasn't the route. And then I went through, I went through like DeviantArt. That wasn't the route. So I was like, oh. but on Facebook is where a lot of Facebook and Instagram is where I found a lot of people. Because on Facebook, I I didn't think about it. I had been following a lot of people forever, like mm-hmm. Cortland Ellis, um, Anthony Piper, and he did one of my um, for uh, TJ one of the pictures for TJ. Um, uh, Nick Nick Ivy he had did a uh, commission for TJ also, and I've been following these people, and I was like, well, let me just ask them. <laughs> so and then it was a thing where I did want to work with a, a lot of black artists and stuff also mm-hmm. to get. Cause they, cause they know what I'm going for and they 
understand it. And I didn't have to, with them, with a lot of black artists, it wasn't a thing where I had to uh, tell them that the person was black. Right. Like that, like it, this may sound, this may sound funny, but dealing with certain artists, like I would give them and tell them stuff about TJ and then they'd send me pictures of him and he's white. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Okay, whatever. But when I was dealing with black artists, it was automatic. It was like, right. the person's black. Mm-hmm. And I and I never had to worry about or, or, or do that. So I would go through Facebook and then I would go through Instagram. And a lot of it was just me contacting people. And I know a lot of them got sick of me. They're probably like, God, who is this guy? Why mm-hmm. is he harassing me? But it just became a thing where it was like, okay, I got to make a bunch of cold emails or calls or what call calls. What is that old 90s, 80s stuff? Yeah. But um, yeah. it just sent out um, emails and stuff to people and I get in contact with them then. And now, that's how I now. Do. Matthew, was there ever a time when you maybe I wanted to give up? I got to take go out and take a smoke break. Was there any time when you got kind of frustrated throughout this whole process? Bunch of times, um, plenty of times. I remember when I first did it, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna find anybody to do it. Then when I would find people, it was like, okay, this happened, and I don't know if they're gonna do it, and I don't know if they're gonna run off with my money and all that other stuff. But mm. the time that I really was going to give up was uh the last the last artist before francis because i was like oh my god because the last artist he um he did some awesome work uh he, he goes by the name rexy mm-hmm. and he did and he did awesome awesome work and i was like oh this is gonna be it and then he had to and then he had to leave and go to canada with his family and i was like oh my god wow. and then i was going to stop and then i had been paying money for this stuff because I had been saving up money, mm-hmm. and I'll tell this story another time, but I had been saving up money, doing all kind of other stuff, and just trying to make it happen. And it's like, okay, I'm running out of money. I'm not going to be able to do this. And then he pointed me towards Francis, but I was going to stop then. I was like, man, forget it. I'm just going to stop and figure out something else. But Francis popped okay. up, and everything else is what we got now. So you started out, uh, you know, like self-financing, and so you're like at this is the last lap of the race and, and you just need this grand just to get you over to the finish line. Is that the deal basically? Or is this just praying for printing? Yeah, that's, I mean, what, what are we talking? Yes. Yes. Uh, printing and stuff like that. Okay. Because, um, as far as everything else, I've paid for everything else. I had the pages I paid for, um, we got a couple more that's coming up and I'm paying for those. I pay for the, Pops, um, stuff like that. I've, I'm paying for all of that, and that mm-hmm. was that was my main thing. I wanted to make sure that I paid for everything so that I would be able to get stuff to people as fast as I could, mm-hmm. and also just to let people know that I'm serious about what I'm doing. Yes, and and that's to to know that I'm going to put as much money as I can into what I believe in and what I love, and so it won't be a thing where it's going to take forever or I need you or this isn't going to happen. Okay. That sort of thing. Okay. 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 Now, uh, so we, we've covered, you know, who the characters are. We covered, uh, you know, some, you know, you, you know, a little bit about you, you know, you have a, you know, yeah. beautiful family and, and, and everything. You guys like horror movie, you know, it's kind of, I want my audience <laughs> to kind of get to know you a little bit. You know, you're from North Cacolac. Yeah. Now I supported the, the project because I want black content in my collection. I want this superpowered werewolf black character in my collection. I'm going to put it right beside the 
the, you know, the, 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 the manga I got from Saturday AM, my Apple black and put it beside my brother, man, and put it beside my purge and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to buy it because the art is beautiful. You have a very unique, uh, take on werewolves. I mean, why do you want the artist? Why do you want the audience to support you in this project? Because it's okay. My biggest thing is like, like you said, I'm, I'm a black man and I make stories about black characters mm-hmm. for the world. Yeah. It's not, a th- it's, it's, it's not a thing where it's just, it's just, um, black, 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 black. And this is only for black people. I want black people and everybody to take it, but I do, but I'm always going to tell the stories from a black person's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, and I'm so used to seeing manga and anime and comic books from a white person's perspective. We yeah. already know that. Or even with black characters being written by white people, which they still, they try to get the black perspective, but it's not, but it's not exactly the same. Exactly. So, so that's where I want, I want everybody to know that I put my heart and soul into it. And I believe in it, whether it was with my money, my time, uh, finding people, finding the right team to put together and, and just know that you're going to get a unique perspective from me and how I see the world. And you'll be able to feel, figure out where I come from with a lot of things about it through my stories. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Matthew, when is the, uh, Kickstarter, uh, when does it end? November 27th. Okay. Okay. We about halfway there, ladies and gentlemen. So I want y'all to go and I want you to go to Kickstarter and I want you to pledge. I did the $25 press cause I always want to print whatever the, 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 the copy of the print is. I always want that. Now, uh, for those who, you know, go over and above, you can go to Amazon, look up, uh, Matthew Jones. And you'll see his novel, the novelization of uh, a void beast. I think it's like, was it four, four issues or something like that, Matthew? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 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 So, four you know, issues. I'll be checking it out on my Kindle uh, this evening and stuff. So you can kind of get, you know, deeper into the world while we're waiting for the book to uh, come to press. Now it's not like Matthew is just working on this project. He has other manga going on, but he also is out there at these cons. So you're going to be in North Carolina at the Bull City Con. Tell us a little bit about that and some of the people you'll be on the panel with. Yes, I'll be at uh, Bull City Comic Con November 11th out in Durham, North Carolina. And I won't have a, a actual table. I won't okay. be selling anything because I didn't have enough time and I got a new job where I'm traveling all over the place. But okay. I got to be able to make it back to... Um, uh, North Carolina for that weekend and it'll be the black animation renaissance or the bar panel and it's the head runner of it is um, Roosevelt Pitt and that guy and that man has been nothing but helpful yeah. I love his work and yeah. even his, his work even when I read when I read his work like Purge and then the Blackout series it gets my mind going so yeah. <laughs> so I'm like oh man oh okay and he, he's a big inspiration for me on, on the indie scene and he's been nothing but helpful and so we'll be on the panel. I don't know if they'll have anybody else yet, um, but I know for sure we'll be out there talking about all that good stuff and everything with um, black animation and black stories and things of that nature. Now, uh, as I said before to you off mic, all of the product uh, projects that I'm aware of, the black properties that are getting Kickstarters are hitting their goals. They're hitting them early and they're stretching out. 
Now, let's just mm-hmm. say we, we got, you know, issue one out, issue two, issue three, whatever. At some point, do you see Void Beast becoming an animated series? Yes. Yes. Can, um, can you dig it? I mean, can is... you dig a werewolf, a superpowered werewolf in an animated blankety blank? Now, you did give us a little taste of it in the teaser on your on your Kickstarter page. There is a little bit of an animation yeah. there. Tell me about that. Um, I did that with um, uh, I believe it was Ferdinand uh, Ferdinand Vasquez. Me and him do, uh, did that, and it was a thing where I wanted to. I wanted to see these characters in motion mm-hmm. and I wanted to see if this is something, if that was something that I really wanted to do, I was like, is that something I want to do? Cause sometimes you think you want to do it, but then you don't, <laughs> or it might be too much. So I did it and I looked at it a couple of times before I even put it out for everybody to see. And, and it was, and it was definitely something I wanted to do. And my biggest inspiration is my son, uh, my son, Takeo. My son's name is Takeo. Oh, that's beautiful. And okay. um, he has, he has, uh, so if you know, he has autism and stuff. So okay, he, okay. he, he doesn't, he pays attention to certain things, but then if he doesn't care, it's just like, I'm done. Right. And so I played it for him and, and I know, and I know he likes it when he starts jumping around and wow. doing the motions and stuff like that. So I knew that he liked it. So I was like, I got something right here. And so I, I still play it to this day and he still does the same thing. So he's my inspiration for getting it to really happen. Now, whether it is a, like a um, manga, uh, I mean, an anime like series or mm-hmm. the movie route, mm-hmm. I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out in a little bit, but I'm in talks with a few people. And now that I'm putting myself in a position to do some things, mm-hmm. I can most likely make that happen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let me tell you a story, brother. Let me tell you a story. So, uh, you know, I work in uh, D.C., and uh, I'm not too far from this uh, museum. Now, I was, um, I uh, I love children. You know, I had three children, and, you know, they, they betrayed me. They grew up, you know what I mean? They stayed a little long. You know, they stayed little for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That ain't big. But, <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm there with my little laptop, and I'm working on something, some art-related thing. And uh, so... You know, in D.C., they have charter schools and there's museums. So mm-hmm. here comes a little group of kids all in, you know, same colored out, you know, T-shirts or whatever. And, okay, charter school, elementary school, cool, fine. And I'm going back to my little thing or whatever. And uh, so one kid gets peeled away and an adult, okay, Johnny, whatever his name was, little Johnny, you're being too rambunctious, you sit down and don't move. How are you going to tell us? third grade kid not the, you know what i mean whatever so he's bouncing yeah. around he can't help it so <clears throat> i asked the woman the older woman who's with him, ma'am is, is you know is he your son or his mom you know i'm working on some some you know animation or graphic or whatever would you mind if he just you know looks i can show him oh yeah sure sure she was right there beside me so so we're looking and yeah. i'm telling them and talking to him you know whatever so then I guess some other body, some other kid was, was being bad. So he gets sent, you know, then it was another one. Matt, can I say Matt? Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Matt, next thing I know, I'm surrounded by 30 kids. They all, we all crowded together looking at my little Mac Air laptop and I'm showing them. Man, the children, number one. You know, of course, they need, you know, adult attention, they care about or whatever, but they need to see images of themselves, brother. They need yeah. to see images of themselves, man, and not broken images, not yep. fucked up images. They need to see, you know, strong images and not just a little 
you know, black dyed in a sea of white, which is really what we usually mm-hmm. get. You know, not a not a sidekick, none that kind of shit. But when I'm looking through the little, you know, PDF she sent me, and then I okay, so the father, you know, situation, whatever, and then I saw Wagner, I was like, Matthew gets it. You can't have a black character mm-hmm. that's out there floating by himself. You know, because in exactly. nature you gotta be a part of a tribe, you gotta be a part of a family, or you're you're vulnerable, you're weak. And then of course that doesn't make yep. a very interesting story. And so it's beautiful. I can see kids taking this book and flipping through it and see, oh, why is Taylor? Taylor? Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Kind of a thing. And he's fighting or whatever. I mean, you that's the other thing yeah. I didn't talk about. From the jump, it's action. Bangs that power from the jump. You know, no long exposition yeah. or anything. I mean, bangs that pow. So I, I I think children will love this. I really do, man. I think children will love it. And it's gonna do something that I think has been kind of uh kind of uh squashed by all of this uh you know smartphones and games and apps brother p- children don't read anymore mm-hmm. they don't fucking read when you go into a comic book store it's just adults there's no kids in there <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying when i was little i read comics yep. you know what i'm saying i love yep. thor thou art Midgard forsooth, you know, I thought it was, I thought that was dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was, it, it is. You know, kids are going to read your, your books, man, cover to cover. And so ladies and gentlemen, you go to Kickstarter, you support this brother and you do what I do. I take books on the train. I give them to the parents. I don't go to the kids direct. I give them to the parents, man. And they are blown away. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, I've been saying this for two years, about two years. This is a, this is a renaissance of black creative content. The same shit that mm-hmm. went down in the nineties in that Philly, DC, New Jersey area when we had the black cons and brother man was popping first and purge and all yep. them guys. It's the same shit. But I think you guys are going to build longevity because we got this digital piece. Not everybody still mm-hmm. got their paper copies, right? But I got, yep. I'm going to get you a print. I already got the, 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 the joint on Kindle. You, you know, you follow me. And then you guys are taking it to yeah. the next level. With, so even, even purge. I mean, um, I saw a little animated little, you know, little thing that they're working on. Oof. Yeah. So I'm yeah. excited, brother. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your family. I'm excited for the kids who are going to get a hold of this and see themselves. Finally, you know, we don't have to wait another 50 years for a black Panther. You, you follow me? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, we just met online, but I'm proud of you, brother. I love what you're doing. You know what I mean? And, um, and, thank you, thank uh, you. you know, I'm sure you're going to hit your goals on a Kickstarter. Um, just tell people where to go, where they can support you. And then we'll wrap up. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, that's at Akachi uh, Jones and Facebook is Matthew Jones. And be sure to go to the uh, the Kickstarter and search, look up Void Beast and check everything out there. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is John Pesol speak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. 
For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And, of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud. And um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys. And I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you. And yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other. And let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.